0: CliffCentral.com This is the Digital Influence with Ryan Hogan. Stories of digital transformation in business, in relationships, and in life. Alright, so today I find myself at the Metro Conference Center in Morningside, Santon. I'm also recovering from a bout of laryngitis. But fortunately I won't be doing most of the talking today on Digital Influence. I'm with... Andy Preston, who is the world's most recommended sales speaker. Uh, he travels the world training people on sales, talking about sales. He understands this process. And this morning, he delivered an outstanding seminar, workshop, a uh, little presentation on using LinkedIn for business, which was, which was incredible. And so I thought I'd take the opportunity to sit down with him because LinkedIn tends to be uh, – it's sort of become – almost the ugly stepchild of social media. You know, Facebook, there's a lot of stuff going on. People love it. They hate it. There's Instagram, there's Snapchat, there's all these. But LinkedIn is where business happens. And, and, And I think it is overlooked again and again and again, yet it is such an incredibly powerful tool. And I'm more convinced of that now, having been to Andy's seminar this morning. So I thought I'd grab him because his opening was quite powerful where he Uh, outline the seven mistakes people make. Is it seven, Andy? Yes. Okay, seven mistakes people make with LinkedIn, and we're going to run through that. So first of all, Mr. Andy Preston, thank you for taking the time to be on Digital Influence. Thank you, Ray. So let's get right into it. Uh, Well, firstly, why do you have such a strong interest in LinkedIn? What is your why are you panting this so for me as a
1: background i was i was one of the salespeople. you know 20 years ago that to get new leads i had to go knock on doors bring compliment slips back to the office ring up people that i'd already met that week that said no to me throw me out the building said they were happy they were existing supplier or i'd have to go to the library and get lists and try and find data so the the new business generation in those days was very old school because that was a period and that was how we generated new leads we never had anything like LinkedIn where you've got people's information. There's so much power in a tool like this that, that I looked at this even a few years ago. and I member for probably 12 years now. I looked at this and saw the power of this as a business development tool. And as I say in my seminars, as you heard this morning, Ryan, I believe LinkedIn is the most powerful new business tool
0: of the last 20 years. Okay, good. The most powerful tool in the last 20 years. Okay, well, that's people use it badly or they don't use it at all, or they have a profile just because they want to be there, but they don't know what to do with it, or they have their, their, their try and replicate what they do on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Or So let's run through it. So the seven mistakes people are making, and I think if you're in business, don't make these mistakes or start to correct them, because guaranteed you're making most of these mistakes. So Andy, over to you. Mistake number one.
1: Perfect. So mistake number one is having a casual attitude to LinkedIn. So this is about yourself or anybody in your organization that views LinkedIn as a Is that oh, I've got a profile, I did something with it, I set it up two years ago, I don't really go on it. This is for anybody in your organisation that has any kind of interaction with clients. Most clients now, when they're dealing with your company, if it's a business-to-business selling scenario, so it's your business selling to their business, they're checking you out on LinkedIn, they're checking out the staff they're dealing with, particularly from a new business scenario, they're looking at, is what they're saying to me offline, what the salesperson tells me when I've met them, is that what I'm seeing online? Is that the same thing? Is it matched up or is there some incongruency there? So the casual attitude have not really been on there. LinkedIn's own stats tell us that with a new update, they're trying to solve this, but only a fifth of their client base is on once a month or more. You compare that to Facebook where they get, they get twice as many users every day than LinkedIn use once a month. LinkedIn are really saying four-fifths of our customer base that have a profile aren't really using it. So the casual attitude means that you're on there, you've got a profile, you don't use it. That's going to count against you, yourself and your colleagues in most circumstances.
0: Well, any, any marketing tool requires, I mean, you can't be casual about any marketing tool. You've got to be deliberate, understand why you're there, what you're trying to do it and work toward that. Okay, so don't have a casual attitude about LinkedIn. Mistake number two.
1: Mistake number two is not using LinkedIn as a sales persuasion influence tool. It's moved on a lot further from the old days where it as like a, a CV site where your interim manager or your IT contractor was put in touch with the recruiters. Recruiters could earn a fee of placing somebody and they could obviously get themselves a new job, a contract job or, or a full-time job. Its second iteration almost became a, a career networking opportunity where I'd stay in touch with the marketing manager of my company because if they move on, they get a better opportunity. They might take me somewhere else so I can earn more money, increase my salary. And then probably around five years ago, we start to see the real business benefits Uh, of having it as a sales tool. LinkedIn introduced Sales Navigator, for example, and more tools and paid for memberships that allowed you to do a bit more from the sales point of view. So for me, I view LinkedIn as a sales persuasion influence tool. We should be looking at how we can persuade and influence our clients and our prospects By using it as a tool to do that, rather than just an empty profile in cyberspace somewhere.
0: All right, so I I guess it's like the old days of a website where they were just sort of electronic versions of a boring brochure. Absolutely. So it's the same thing. So LinkedIn's not your. It it is. It's there to influence people to do business with you. And if you're not thinking about it like that, then well. As we're saying, it's a mistake. So, all right, all right, good. So mistake number three.
1: Mistake number three is not integrating LinkedIn into their sales and marketing process. So this isn't a standalone thing. We should be doing this and, and social selling in general, whatever platform you're on, be it LinkedIn, be it Facebook, be it Twitter, be it Snapchat, be it Instagram. For me, it should all feed into your sales and marketing process. So these are lead generators, places to start to have an initial conversation be able to influence people you're the provider of choice. In my standout selling training, I talk to people about getting to favourite position where the vendor, sorry, where the customer or prospect favours using you. They like what you've got to say. They're almost thinking you could be their, their provider of choice. and Then they're just bashing, backing up that rationale by going through the rest of the process. We can achieve that on LinkedIn. But it's making that initial contact on there and moving it into our sales and marketing process. Now we've got that lead. Do, is the next step to email them? Do we need to send them something? Is it a phone call? Is it a meeting? Putting it into our sales process rather than just this so standalone social media So it's not thing. just this
0: thing on the side that sometimes helps get you a lead. It is It's like what is our sales process from start to finish and where does LinkedIn fit in with that?
1: Absolutely. Even to the point where, again, if you've got a good LinkedIn profile, to engage with somebody early in the process, get them connected on LinkedIn. They can see your full profile. They now start to see your sales and marketing updates. You can message each other and the LinkedIn inbox is. You'd get more of those read than you would do a standard email because people get less volume in their LinkedIn inbox. There's ways to use that to start that sales and marketing process or to influence people that are already in the process with you to be more likely to buy.
0: Okay. So... Make, make LinkedIn part of your sales process uh, because doing, because it has to be It's at, at, at now at the point where it becomes an important part of the sales process. All right, mistake, where are we? Mistake number four.
1: Mistake number four, not protecting their professional reputation. So the first thing I talk about to most clients is risk mitigation on LinkedIn. We know people are going to Google you. We know that they're going to search for the individuals they're dealing with on LinkedIn, look at colleagues perhaps. The first stage is to make sure they're not seeing stuff that's detrimental to what we're trying to achieve. Now, it's not like we've seen Facebook and inappropriate pictures and that kind of stuff on there, although potentially in some cases that's true. It's more about protecting their reputation. LinkedIn's very history comes from being a a CV site, a site looking for new jobs. The challenge is if your profile looks too much like you're looking for a new job these days, it can count people out of buying from you. The example I often give is if I'm looking for a strategic partner for my telecom for the next three years and the person I'm talking to, their LinkedIn profile looks like they're looking for another job. That says to me, ah, typical salesperson. They'll be around to close a deal and get the commission, but they won't be around to solve any service problems afterwards. I'm not so sure they'll look after me. Maybe I'd better look at other providers instead. That means that you never even knew about that sales opportunity because they pass on you, before they've even contacted you, before they've emailed you, before they've spoken to you, they've dismissed you because of your online presence on LinkedIn. Mm. That's a risk for most businesses, so I say any Face customer facing person, whether it's face to face on the phone or online, needs to have risk mitigation. Their LinkedIn profile done in the right way. That I would advocate training it and, and having it. Otherwise, it's a risk we're going to lose business that we don't even know
0: about. But now, isn't that doesn't that become an excuse for somebody to? Uh, because risk is a big thing on social media, and they say, you know what, the risk is too great. Let's rather no one go on LinkedIn. Let's not be there. Uh, so surely the temptation would be go, to the, go that way, and, and what do you say to that?
1: Yeah, and I think that, and that's a fair strategy. Yeah, I can see people going, oh, we don't want them on LinkedIn at all. First of all, I think it's very hard to control what individuals do. So you can try and have a company policy that says don't be on LinkedIn. I doubt very much that all your employees will buy into that and people will be on there anyway because they see it as a, as a tool for them to use as well. The second thing is if you're saying you're market leaders, you're influential, your people are knowledgeable about what they do – and I can't see them on LinkedIn, they don't have a LinkedIn profile, that doesn't back up the story you've told me. There's incongruity. Well, that in there.
0: itself then becomes damaging to your reputation. So I
1: now start to doubt that. So I say, on minimum as a default, people on LinkedIn with a profile laid out properly that makes me more likely to buy after reading it. It's mm. a piece of sales and marketing literature.
0: Okay, good. And mistake number five.
1: Mistake <laughs> number five is poor or no testimonials. Testimonials is my word here, or the general word accepted. LinkedIn's word for these is recommendations. So we're not talking about these ridiculous endorsement of skills thing that was a bad idea when it started and it's an even worse idea. Now, we're talking about people that are giving you testimonials as to the work you've done for them. Mm. Really, really powerful. Most people don't understand the power of these. The reason why LinkedIn recommendations or in our word testimonials are powerful is because you can't write them yourself, like you would on your own website or your own social media quotes. The person recommending you has to write it for you. You can't alter it. You can ask them to resend it. You can't influence what they've written. So the testimonial carries more power because people reading it know that it can't be altered. It's coming
0: from a live person that you can go and check out. Absolutely. If if you've recommended me, someone can go to your profile and see who you are and... Absolutely. When they recommend you their own name appears at the bottom as a clickable hyperlink.
1: You can click that. Can you have a conversation? Hey, Ryan, what what do you really think of that Andy Preston guy? Thinking of bringing him in for training or thinking of bringing him to speak at my conference? And you can have that conversation without me even knowing about it Mm. so that you can really check the credibility of who I am and what I do Mm.
0: and then come to me much more likely to buy. Definitely a huge advantage. Okay, so and that's and that's important to highlight because it it does take you've got to encourage people to write the recommendations. It's not like they said it to you over the phone or and and you've transcribed it and put it on your website in quotes in bold, large font. Yeah. Uh, this is something coming from a genuine person. Um, Okay, good. So and and the more of those you have, the better it is for you. The more we can see from a wide variety of people, whatever it is you do. Whatever it is you're trying to sell, you're clearly very good at it.
1: Absolutely. And there's two main things, two main criteria here, um, Brian, that people would look at. First one is volume, number of testimonials. How many do you have? I generally say you don't need huge amounts here, but you need twice as many of your competitors to look like a market leader. So if they've got two and you've got five, it works really well. They've got five, you've got 10 or 12 you've still got that market leader position. Very easy for most people to get market leader position here. I have huge amounts of recommendations and testimonials. I'm not even going to quote a number here. It would probably scare people. But the number first is the most important. Mm. Then, because they'll assume somebody who's got five testimonials is better than somebody who's got one. Yes. It's a natural human thing. The second filter that people have is the quality of those mm. recommendations and testimonials. Is it just a swap one with a mate, or is it a real one from a client that's got a tangible result that's now recorded on there. So, for example, um, is it, uh, job titles are important here. Does it come from a CEO or does it come from the assistant mm. office junior? Mm. company? are important here. Is it IBM or is it a backstreet IT company that nobody's heard of? Um, is it a quality testimonial that talks about results? So the quality of it has an impact. The first initial check is volume, is number. second one is quality. If you've got both, that makes a massive difference to people buying into you early in the sales process.
0: So So get recommendations. And just so everybody does know, Andy's got over 300 on his site, so (laughs) on on his LinkedIn profile. But mistake number six that people make on LinkedIn.
1: Mistake number six, and this is particularly important now with the change to LinkedIn, um, is a lack of status updates. LinkedIn now want the site to be more interactive. They've realized compared to other social media like Facebook, people don't come on off, come on the system enough, they don't interact enough, they don't engage other people enough. So their whole focus is getting more engagement, getting people on there more regularly. So they're pushing people to update things. If you say you're a market leader or a thought leader or you're really knowledgeable at what you do and you don't do LinkedIn updates, they'll produce a page that basically says, Andy's got nothing to say. And it's a picture of like a beach or like a desert island that I'm on holiday that's really bad if I'm telling you I'm influential. Mm. So what we're finding there, Ryan, is what I'm saying to you offline isn't being backed up by what I'm saying or showing online. You're now concerned about my credibility and my reputation. You've got a trust issue with me. That's not going to help. So, A status update, so posting a status helps. Liking, commenting, get engagement on there is what people are after. Don't need to do a huge amount, you just need to make sure you're doing more than
0: nothing. But it also, I mean, it encompasses a number of the other points you made in terms of um, uh, having a casual attitude. You know, you can't just be there and do nothing. The whole point of social is to to engage with people and do things and show yourself, influence people by your expertise. Uh, So I think that's a very important point. Okay, good. And our final. LinkedIn mistake. Mistake number seven, Andy.
1: Number seven, not asking questions. And this is a great tip for people who, most people don't do this. and there's a massive gap, particularly for trying to use LinkedIn to find sales opportunities. It's when people connect with you, I generally accept first. And if they become a bit of an idiot or they send me lots of sales messages, I might disconnect later. But I generally connect first and ask a question. And I ask them a, a more elegant version of, what is it that made you want to connect with me? The answers you get back to that are gold dust. You probably only get one in five to two in five replies, some of which will be, oh, I just wanted to build my network, mm. that's fine, welcome. Some just won't reply. Other people say, well, actually, Andy, I think I need to speak of my conference. I thought you'd be a great fit, thought we should connect in the first instance. Now I know that's a sales opportunity. Now I can put that into my sales plan I can talk to them, I can move them through the process because I know about it, I can do something about it. And that's part of your sales process. Totally. All they'll say to me, oh, Andy, we might need your service in a few months' time. Now I know I can stick them into my CRM, yeah. into my database, put a flag to call them in three months' time or whatever time period is appropriate. Now they've put the hand up to say I could be a prospect. If I hadn't asked that question, I wouldn't know. Most people get busy. They check my profile. They might look at other people's. I might lose that opportunity completely by not asking. It takes me two minutes to ask. I've I'd, I'd lost count of how much business just asking that question has brought me. So Absolutely. a great tip for anyone ask, anyone listening. Ask them why they want to connect with you.
0: Your small amount will be for business reasons. But I want to know about them. All right, good. Andy, we've come to the end. Best way to get hold of you on LinkedIn, Andy Preston. Search for Andy
1: Preston Sales or Google Andy Preston Sales. You get hold of all those places. Connect to me on LinkedIn. I'm happy if anybody um, contacts me and mentions your name, Ryan, or the. The, um, the podcast itself, happy to give him a free membership of my sales community where I post articles, I post updates on LinkedIn, uh, all of that free of charge as a, as a guest of yours.
0: Excellent. So go and find Andy Preston. He's got one of those easy to remember English names. The accent, not so much, is from Manchester. We won't hold that against him. It's Andy, A-N-D-Y, Preston, P-R-E-S-T-O-N. Go and find him on LinkedIn, connect up and become better at what you do and sell more more often. (laughs) Andy Preston thank you very much. Thank you Ryan You just listened to the Digital Influence with Ryan Cliffcentral.com